Gather your geek. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave. Take it away, Shay. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Shay, and I'm here with my good friend Tom. We'd like to thank you for joining us for Season 1, Episode 15 of Scare Your Pants Off, our American road trip. In today's episode, we're setting up camp in Colorado. How are you today, Tom? I'm awesome. I'm really good. Uh, I, I 15. Wow. Episode 15. It's crazy to me. We are cranking through. Yes. So how you are, are you a full-fledged teenager? <laughs> We're at that really like annoying, annoying age of a teenager. It's it's <laughs> the one that the one all the parents are like, oh. Yeah, just but it's like, fine. Oh. We'll get we'll get through it. But it's good. Um, yes, exactly. So what's new with you? Uh, so I feel like I haven't seen you in a year. I know it hasn't been that long, and I feel like I, just getting out of the holidays finally. My head can stop spinning. I think everybody I know, uh, almost everybody we know, I feel like has had COVID in the last month, and it's just change plans, change plans, change plans. But I feel like things are maybe getting normal. How how are you doing? Good. I, same. I know it, it got we you know we. It, it has felt like forever since, and I know it really hasn't been that long, but it was. You know, we hit the holidays and like you said, with COVID. So we took a little break from, you know, recording and it just, God, it, it, it then all of a sudden it just seemed like it had been forever. Um, same here too. I just glad I, this is like the first weekend since, you know, before Christmas that I feel like I can kind of breathe and, uh, you know, get, get back to some sort of normalcy because it's just been just... Yeah crazy um like you said everybody yeah it's like at my work i i think in the first year of covid i don't think we had any cases in our building if we did maybe one you know and now it's you know you know anyway on my uh on my shift it's you know anywhere from like two to four people a week and uh on the other shift it's anywhere like five to ten a week right now just getting at this covid it's just it's just working its way through so it's kind of kind of crazy um but i feel like we're coming out of it in a good spot too like you were saying so it's uh glad to be recording again too because um i love doing this this was a lot of fun doing the research for uh for these in colorado and um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good um you uh you watch anything good recently Oh, so I, I, I rented Antlers and so this is one of those movies that I saw like a ad or a preview of what, for whatever, what feels like forever ago. And they didn't really talk about it much, but I knew it took place, um, in Oregon and I knew it had to do with something evil or demonic. Obviously it's named Antlers. My mind, being my mind, is immediately going to go, it's a freaking Wendigo. It has to be, right? Mm. Uh, and it's done by Guillermo del Toro, who I absolutely love. And I was I was right, and it's it did not disappoint. I had chills. The kid that's in it is spine-chillingly good. He is amazing, and it's, just watch it. It's so great. It's It's totally worth it. I can't wait. Now, what is that on? Like, um so i actually rented it just on demand just on i have okay. xfinity so i rented it on demand but i think you can get it on prime if i'm not mistaken and oh prime um, okay. i think i think voodoo okay cool i um yeah definitely definitely want to check that out i can't can't wait always looking for good stuff like that now have you seen yellow jackets oh <laughs> That's such a good show. Oh my gosh. Are you, are you 
Are you watching it? Are you current? I I, I watched the whole season. Uh, that's it, 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 it was my new obsession for the past couple weeks. There, I just like just loved it. So you like it? I I am I am so first of all I'm so mad that I have to wait now. I know a year or whatever because they ended it really abruptly, but like good abruptly. Because now I'm I'm mad, but I'm yeah. waiting and I'm angrily waiting. So that's the best way I guess you can wait for a show is angrily waiting to find out what happens next. It means it means it got you. Yeah, it was weird. It was abrupt and it's kind of it, it, it's a bit maddening because you didn't get to see what like was happening. But it's also like, OK, they did hook me for the next. They got me coming back. You know, they it, yeah. they didn't. It wasn't so maddening that they lost me. It wasn't like, oh, no. Okay, you know, where some shows have no. done that, it's like they do it, and then it's just like, oh, you lost me. You, yeah, you know, this it's yeah, that that is what a good show. What it just anybody out there watching, listening, if do yourself favorites on Showtime, it's uh, it is worth it. You'd sign up for the free month of Showtime and just binge it or whatever because it's. It's great. That and then Peacemaker. Those are my two obsessions right now. Peacemaker. It's so funny. John Cena, never been a real big fan. Fantastic. So good. I I think we're only one episode into Peacemaker right now. And um and I like it. I like it. So please understand that what follows is not it's not an insult. I like it. I think it's funny, but so much John Cena. So much. Yes. All of the John Cena is in. <laughs> you can absolutely see him. He is not invisible. He is all over the place. Oh but yeah. It's, it's uh yeah. It's 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 shocking if you're not expecting it. So just expect to see all of the John Cena, and then it'll be fine. It's you know. Yeah. We'll get through it. That's a good point. It's yeah. He's it's hysterical. I'm not a huge superhero. Like I'm nerd and love comics and stuff, but I'm not a huge superhero film guy. But this one. Uh, it, the show just fantastic. I uh, can't say enough good things so far. So, and John Cena is excellent, and she is not wrong. You see all of John Cena, <laughs> pretty much. all of the John Cena, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Well, this week I have the cryptids. Time for the cryptids. This was fun because uh, Colorado's got a lot of cool cryptids. You know, they got their Bigfoot because everybody, every state has their version of some sort of version of a Bigfoot. You got your Tommyknockers, uh, which I, at some point I do want to have a more extended conversation just because I find Tommyknockers fascinating. They have trolls, they have vampires, they have yetis. They, they got it all. But mm -hmm. I went with something that I had never heard of. And Shay, you may have or may not. But uh, the reason I picked it is because I've never heard you talk about it. So um, have you heard of the Slide Rock Bolter? No, that's, I'm intrigued. And uh, I love when you come up with things that, that I've never heard of. And it's, yeah, I'm excited. So tell me about it. Nice. The Slide Rock Bolter. And that's B-O-L-T-E-R. Like bolt, like a lightning bolt, just, just for everybody out there. So the first reported sightings of this creature were in uh, the late 19th century and early 20th century. Said to live in the mountains of Colorado, this strange creature is a favorite among lumberjacks and tourists. It is said to be an extreme, it is said to be extremely large, like bigger than a whale with an immense head with small beady eyes and a very, very large mouth. It has a tail that ends in a fluke like a dolphin. So picture a dolphin's tail. That's supposedly with their tail. And on that tail where it splits, the uh, there are enormous grab hooks that it uses to climb and hold itself onto stuff. These hooks that can hook into mountains. Um, as I said earlier, the creature is said to live in, in the mountains of Colorado. That said, the beast 
only lives on mountains with a slope of 45 degrees or steeper. It has to be at least 45 degrees or it's not living on it. And it's going to be a, a, a fairly big mountain. Still. Yeah. It's, wow. um, that's, because... that's wicked steep. Like, if you think about it, that's like, yeah, that's like, it's like looking straight down almost. Yeah, because right? this is straight up and down. That's 90. Yeah. You know, and that, so half, yeah, that's real steep. And it's got to mm -hmm. be big because this is a very large creature. The mountain's got to be big too. So, um, and the reason for this is because it's, uses the hooks on its tail to hold itself onto the mountain. So essentially it's, uh, it takes its tail and flips it over the ridge or the top of the mountain and uses the hooks on its fluke-like tail to grab in and hold itself perched at the top of the mountain, looking down at you and it just holds itself in place. And it may stay there for days or weeks on end just uh waiting for its victims um or its next prey it just it'll sit there it sits there silently waiting um and then when the creature finally does lock onto its prey it unhooks the tails and slides down the mountain picking up more and more speed because now again we're on a 45 degree angle or or more you know um it's sliding down picking up speed uh similar to a toboggan like if you pictured like a toboggan you know kids sliding down a hill or something you know gradually picking up picking up speed um so it slides down its mouth wide open so i when i when i think about this now i'm thinking about like when i used to see as a kid on the animals or whatever the whales just kind of sw swimming with their mouth open just scooping up hundreds and hundreds of little minnows at the same time yeah. so with its mouth open swallowing all that gets in its way so it's um, it's been it, it has swooped up whole parties of tourists in one gulp <laughs> that's that is such a great image that is not to interrupt you, but no, that's do. an awesome image. And, and I, I know we don't say it every episode. And I know, you know, we say it in our, our, our pre-recorded outro, but um, if any of you listen and want to draw this and send it to us, scare your pants off nine at gmail.com. Please send us your artwork. Tell us if we can share it. We'll put it on our Facebook page. And I, I would love to see anybody's version of what, what this thing looks like i and i'm excited to see anything sent our way i agree and i'm so glad you brought that up because yes please send it in because that would be great and this one does make for a really good image and uh and if you anybody's curious you're not so artistic but you want to see what it's kind of people think it looks like do a google search too because they have sort of renderings of what people claim it looks like or think that it might look like and it's um yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, so it scoops it up, known to scoop up tourists, uh, groups of tourists in one gulp. And with its body being so large, I mean, descriptions have the body being bigger than a whale and stuff like that. Um, and coupled with the speed that it picks up sliding down, it takes out all trees and rocks and anything in its path as well with its body, you know, because uh, 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 it's just so big. It just causes devastation when it slides down so um and then so after it gets down and scoops it you know gets its prey and everything you know it's still going at a pretty good speed so it uses that momentum coupled with its grab hooks to get up the next slope to uh to do it all over again, you know? And so use that momentum to get it going part way up. And then it uses grab hooks to climb the rest of the way up the slope where it, you know, puts its tail over the ridge of the mountain, hooks there and will wait, you know, again, days, weeks, who knows, hours, days, weeks for its next prey, for its next meal. So in all of this forest ranger's infinite wisdom, he had decided that, he was going to catch it. He's going to get it. He's going to kill it. So 
he, uh, <laughs> he so he sets up a dummy tourist. So the only way I can picture this is like essentially he sets up a scarecrow essentially, but dressed like a tourist, and he stuffs it with gunpowder, TNT, and fulminate caps, like you do. And <laughs> he puts obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts it in a place where uh the the creature had been known to frequent and had been witnessed before. So he puts it where he knows it had been been. Um and sure enough, the following day, the bolter locks locked onto the dummy and slid down the mountain and scooped up the dummy. But again, remember, this was full of you know, explosives. So the ensuing explosion that happened flattened half of the town of Rico, all the buildings, which have never been fixed because it was such extensive damage. Now, others claim it was an explosion from other things, maybe a mine or something else. But some people claim that the explosion was from the bolter and uh, destroyed hundreds of acres of the surrounding forest. So not the greatest plan by this forest ranger. No. You know, destroy essentially destroyed a town that's no longer there anymore. Um, and that's essentially it. Aside from, like, uh, in more recent times, descriptions have kind of morphed or altered a little bit um, with it now being more of an enormous land fish rather than, like, a land whale and... Uh, has fins and a hooked fin and razor sharp teeth and just oddly for some reason that now in more recent descriptions it's vulnerable to leprosy oh, okay. oh, so, all right. so yeah and uh but other than that it's yeah pretty much the same you know it still looks for its oh and in more recent um it likes to, it's, it, uh, it, more than humans, it likes, like, wolves in more recent things. It goes after, like, uh, wolves, spider wolves, over wolves, and, um, and stuff. And that is it. Hmm. That is the slide rock bolter. That was, okay. <laughs> so many thoughts. So, at first, when you first start talking about it, my my visualization of it for some reason changed uh, a little bit, not a lot, but when I first started picturing it, I was picturing it with legs for some reason. And then it was like standing upright and mm -hmm. then just holding on with its tail, but then, then the legs disappeared. So it morphed, it morphed in my own head. So, um, but that is, is such a funny image. Can you even like, I'm just, I'm just picturing this giant. And I love that you have a, a sea cryptid on land. That's like yes. the best of both worlds, and it's just this menacing thing. And obviously, the lumberjacks love it because it's cutting down all the trees for them. But, <laughs> yep. um, that is, yeah, no, that's amazing, and I, I absolutely love it. And I, and again, I hope we get fan art from this because it's, yeah, it's, it's too funny. And cherry on cherry on the top is it's vulnerable to leprosy which i don't know who found that out or yeah. why um did you know that armadillos can carry leprosy no i did not know that <laughs> Random, but yeah that's so weird like these these the killing heels of these creatures leprosy <laughs> like it's like yeah that's yeah. that's how you kill it can you imagine finding the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. The remnants. I don't know. I don't really know how to say that. <laughs> I started and I didn't know where to go. Um, oh, but yeah, that's... the. Uh, I don't know. That's so bad. I love it. That was that's... great job. Great choice. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Once I, like I said, I would. I had even started my notes. I was going doing Tommy knockers, and, and I, I, I stumbled across it, and I said, I gotta do this. And like I said, there's. If you do a Google search, everybody, there's some pictures of what, you know, some descriptions and it is quite hysterical and nothing, not like any other cryptid I know of. So it was, uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Well, 
I love it. It was such a good job. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So I have the haunting today. Time for the strange encounter. And um, we're in Colorado. So obviously, I'm going to talk about a famous haunted hotel. Um, All right. Right. Do you know where I'm going? Do you know where I'm going? I think I do. Um, all right. Well, if you think I'm going to the Stanley Hotel, you are wrong. Oh, okay. Then I'm wrong. Right. Mind blown. Yep. Uh, so I was going to do the Stanley Hotel because I'm a horror fan. I'm a Stephen King fan. The Stanley Hotel has such a cool history and everything like that. But um, I kind of... I kind of found a new hotel that might be my uh, my new obsession in Colorado right now, at oh, least. Oh, wow. This is yeah. big. It is. It's very big. It's taking the place. Maybe not taking the place, but it's sharing the space. <laughs> uh, it's called Hotel Colorado. And I will forewarn you that I will absolutely say Colorado at least once or twice, because while saying this, I am hearing Hotel California in my head. And uh, that's how my brain works. Nice. So the Hotel Colorado is in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Uh, fun fact, uh, Glenwood Springs actually used to be named Defiance, uh, but it was actually changed by the founder whose wife was struggling to adjust to frontier life, and he thought that that would help her. Oh, um, yeah. And that's really sweet. That is sweet. So, Hotel Colorado was built in 1893 by Walter Devereaux, and in 1943, it was commissioned to be a naval hospital until it was decommissioned after the war was over. In its time uh, serving as a naval hospital during World War II, it actually saw more than 6,500 patients. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And being obviously a military hospital, you you know, you know how catastrophic some of those injuries and things had to be, and it really kind of it, it kind of starts off that feel of like where some of the energy is coming from. Yeah, wow, it is. Now there's a pretty obscure naval law. Uh, that says that anywhere that sailors are stationed, including hospitals, apparently, uh, have to be equipped with a brig. I did not know that. That's actually, I I guess it makes sense, but I didn't know that. That's, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it, it's, I had the same thought, honestly. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But wow, I never, it never would have yeah. dawned on me. Um, so this led uh, the Hotel Colorado to, in its billiard room, uh, build eight prison cells uh, that were five feet by seven feet. Uh, in the hotel's basement now, there are said to be two gigantic ovens that were supposedly used as crematoriums at this time. I don't know what else they would have been used for, mm -hmm. but so adds a little bit to the eeriness. Yeah, for sure. Now, before the hotel opened, there's a little history that I want to touch on just just to kind of give you gives, give everybody a little bit of a background as to why it's thought that some of some of the occurrences are happening. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1880, the Ute Indians actually owned and were displaced from this land where the hotel stands. And it said that in this process that they had put a curse on it. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but it's, I mean, it kind of, it kind of adds to that eerie feel that the hotel has. Now, there are some of your standard, standard occurrences, you know, drinks spilling over, pitchers going crooked, um, toilets flushing, however, is not one I hear very often, and that's something that happens. Oh, that's a new one for me, too. That, <laughs> right? That, huh. Very courteous guests, uh, ghosts, I guess. So, um, and then uh, chandeliers sway and spin, which is pretty pretty common to hear of light fixtures swaying or spinning or whatever. But if you think of like like a grand chandelier that might be in a hotel like this, that's intimidating. That's those things can do a lot of damage if they fall, or it's scary. 
yeah for sure yeah those um like those chandeliers are deceptively large and heavy you don't realize how big they are uh when they're up and, and but i put a couple up they can be hundreds and hundreds of pounds and they're mm-hmm. much bigger than they look in a lot of these houses um because whether it's a high ceiling or whatever and um yeah that's for sure for sure now i'm gonna get into the more I burped. I apologize. I have to edit that out. All all episode. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm burping. It came out as I was talking, so I I didn't even know it was happening. Um, Okay. Now I'm going to get into some of the more vivid claims. Uh, There was a houseman who saw an old woman looking into the window he was in. He said it said that she had her hands up to her eyes, like she was peeking in. Um, But this window had a very deep window well that to see into the window, you would need a ladder. Um, So he wanted to investigate, so he turned on the light, and when he turned back around to look at the window, she was gone. He got a little panicked, assuming that the older lady possibly fell off the ladder and might be hurt. So when he looked out, though, there was nobody. So it's kind of creepy. That's very creepy. That's very creepy. Now... Another one, and I and I love this one, and I have two more, but th- this one is, might actually be my favorite. Uh, there's a World War II nurse named Bobby who is thought to have served at this loca- at that location during the war. Um, it's said that she was possibly killed by an officer who she had a previous relationship with because he found out about a new relationship. So she was killed over jealousy, possibly. I know it's 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 sad, but it's it leads to a very very unique and fun not a fun haunting, but a very interesting haunting. So as sad as that is, we'll move forward a little. Um, the officer who supposedly killed her uh, was said to be shipped out to actually cover up his crime. So it's not ever said that he was held accountable or anything like that. Now. Bobby is spotted in a lot of the main function areas of the hotel, like the um, the dining area, the ballroom, all, all that stuff. So she's spotted fairly frequently wherever guests congregate. And it's said that you can uh, guests can smell her floral perfume specifically, that it smells like gardenias, which is kind of neat. I really, I, I really kind of think that adds to it. That um, definitely does. And that's interesting. And, I, I think we may have touched on it once before, but I, I find smells fascinating within within haunts and stuff because it adds just another layer, uh, almost a layer of credibility to it because this, yep. uh, you know, you're getting a smell and then smells are very powerful, you know, so it, 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 it's like, it can take you to a place or a time in your past and stuff by smelling something. So I always love when there's smells involved in, in haunts. It's It makes it really cool. Now, she's like I said, she's seen in some of those more popular areas, in the, populated areas in the in the hotel. But she's seen very frequently in room six sixty one. I don't know if that's where she was killed, where she was found, or anything like that. There's nothing to really kind of say why. Um, but she's seen by many guests standing over their bed in a floral dress. My favorite sighting of her happens in this room too, though, and it's extremely vivid and very descriptive. And it's and it again, I'm getting, I am getting goosebumps thinking about this. I love it. Uh, so a man and his wife were on vacation in Hotel Colorado, and the man had fallen ill. Uh, the wife opened up one of the windows and and in thinking that the fresh air would help him you know maybe feel a little better or whatnot and she left the room be it to get him a drink or some food or whatnot um as soon as she left the room though a a woman came in closed the windows and told him that if he wanted to get better he needed to stay out of the draft and then she disappeared right uh the woman the wife came back in and actually the windows were closed and she had to re and she had to actually reopen them. I wouldn't have reopened them because uh, you know, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, but yeah, how neat is that? Like she's still, she's yeah. still being a nurse. She's still taking care of people. 
I love it. I, I love that. Now, last but certainly not least, there's one more ghost. And the staff of the hotel actually have decided to call him Walter because they think it might be Walter Devereaux. And his presence is marked by the smell of cigar smoke, which is extremely noticeable because the hotel itself was is smoke free and has been really for some time. So it's it's not something that they would typically be smelling in the hotel, which is which is great. Yeah. That's uh again another smell. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But that's that's all I got for the hotel. What'd you think? I love it. I love it. I was not familiar with it. Um I can see why you like it. Definitely. I can see why you you, you picked it for sure. Now this is something, and I think it might have even kind of come up in that show, Ghosts and stuff. And I'm curious on your your take on this. Okay, so ghosts, you know, are ghosts. Walk through walls and stuff like that. And um, how do? Okay, this will be maybe a two or three part question. First of all, okay. if they can walk through walls, how do they manipulate windows, stuff like that? And then yeah. how, if they can walk through walls and stuff like that, how come, how can they walk on a floor? Why are they, their feet not going through the floor of the house? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And what so, are your thoughts on that? And on why maybe? Just from, just from my own perspective, I, I actually, uh, don't believe they actually walk through walls. I believe that is something that's commonly depicted in shows and in cartoons and stuff like that. But it's, I don't think they're necessarily actually walking through walls. Okay. Um, just like if, if you were to blow a fan at a wall and you stand on the other side of the wall, you're not going to feel the fan. Yeah. So you're not going to feel that energy, that air, that anything like that. I think, I think they can manifest in one room. And then re-manifest in another room. Okay. But it's not, I don't think it's actually that they're, like, going through a wall. Um, and then, so, as far as the walking on the floor thing, it's, it's, a, it's pretty commonly described that when you see an entity, when you see a ghost, when you see a spirit or, or what have you, uh, that there are a lot of times no feet. Okay. Which is funny because then at other times, other claims are you hear footsteps and stuff like that. But more often than not, those are never happening together. You can, if you look back in like, like different investigations and recordings and stuff like that, you can hear one or see the other, but they usually don't exist at the same exact time. You can hear the footsteps and see the, um, see the ghost, but they're not they're not timed at the same time. They're not, mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of times a sound like footsteps will be residual. It will be um, just a separate energy really. And as far as manipulating the windows, it's, it, it takes, it takes an energy. So it's, if you think about it, it's, it's going to sound kind of stupid, but if I were to take, a piece of paper and it's not going to work too well when I do it and I'm and I'm going to rush my hand towards it I didn't touch it but you see the paper it's 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 an energy that would move it it's it's not the you know it's not that they're taking it and deciding but it's it takes an energy obviously to move anything so mm -hmm. however they're manifesting that energy is how they're moving it so it's not that they're necessarily grabbing it it's it's that the energy they're creating around it is giving it the tension to move it. Well, you would, I buy all of that. <laughs> that, that, may, that all makes 100% sense to me, honestly. Um, the way you said, like, you know, appearing in one room and then, you know, in the net, that makes sense. It all, it all makes sense. So it was, honestly, the whole, like, why it, you know, through the floor or whatever, I think that was, mentioned in that show ghosts or something they've kind of made like a, yeah. a joke about it or something and it's like you know i never thought about that and uh but everything you said uh, uh yeah that makes a hundred a hundred percent sense to me and the energy yep it's uh yeah 
<laughs> no, I'm glad I can help. That definitely like that definitely makes sense. But yeah, I love that. That was what a good choice. What a good choice. Uh, you know, I, I was not familiar with it. I I I really did think you were going Stanley. Um, which I would have been fine with because yeah, everybody loves Stanley. So, but uh, yeah, good choice and good for the uh, the listeners. Yeah, I actually I was I had planned to do the Stanley like that was like I I set out to research and investigate the Stanley and it's and it, I honestly I found it by accident I'm like oh what's this and uh singing in my head <laughs> obviously like, <laughs> right. and and I just yeah I just fell in love with it it's 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 such a cool story and it's not one that I've ever heard before like I've heard other podcasts and other shows talk about the Stanley but I've never heard of this one and it, it just yeah so I wanted to give it I wanted to give it its spot its time in the spotlight it's awesome love it good choice all right so uh this week I have the strange encounters of Colorado time for the strange encounter fairly uh fairly active state a lot of a lot of good stuff but a lot of them especially the more recent ones it's just like oh we saw some lights in the sky or whatever and which are cool but there's not a lot to the story yeah. so i uh did and i i picked have you ever heard of the story of snippy the horse no but it sounds adorable but <laughs> no go ahead all right cool so on September 7th, 1967, near the town of Alamosa in the San Luis Valley in Colorado. And the San Luis Valley is a very, very, very active um, area for strange encounters uh, with aliens, UFOs, and cryptids. Not just like the aliens and UFOs. It's a very, very active area, the San Luis Valley. And anyway, there, there was this... Uh, three-year-old Appaloosa horse named Snippy that failed to return home to the Harry King Ranch. So, two days after he had not, uh, he had been still missing, Mr. King, the owner of the ranch, but actually did not own the horse. He only stabled the horse. Um, I guess that's common. I, I don't know a ton about horses, but a lot of ranches, they'll stable horses for other people that just... Yeah. Don't, you know, don't have the property, the money, whatever to have a stable. So, so two days later, he sets out to look for him. And about a quarter mile from the ranch, the ranch house, he discovered the remains of Snippy. According to his account, the neck and head had been completely stripped of flesh and muscle. All that was left was the sun-bleached white bones of the head and neck, while the rest of the body was unscathed and untouched. Hmm. So, uh, so he left it, went home, and then returned the following day with the horse's owner. And, uh, and they were determined to unravel their mystery of what happened to the beloved Snippy. But when they get there, more questions arose. First, there was no blood to be found on or near the body. And the flesh appeared to have been removed neatly and with precision. And then around the, the carcass, there were a number of darkened patches on the ground, said to resemble scorch marks or exhaust marks. And roughly 100 yards away from there, there was a, a shrub that normally would have been about three to four feet tall, squished completely flat to the ground. And then nearby that, there was a series of six small indentations in the ground that uh, were in arranged in a circle. Um, so... There was that, and then uh, one uh, one account also reported that when after they had touched the hide of the horse, that their hand became extremely itchy to the point where it like itched for days. 
They could not stop their hand from itching after touching the hide. Um, and there was said to be a sickly, sweet smell that hung in the ear near the carcass. And some later reports, and the, I don't know how accurate this is, some, um, I don't even know if they had a Geiger counter, but some had reported that there was um, traces of radiation near the body. But um, there's no conclusive evidence to this, but some people reported that there was radiation near the body. Now, we know, like I said earlier, Colorado is a hotbed of supposed UFO activity. And especially in this area. Um, so many people from Colorado and in this area have no doubt that this is the work of extra extraterrestrials. But others um, balk at this, claiming that the death was the work of humans or that Snippy probably just died of natural causes. And, and then, but people are like, well, the missing skin, this, that, how could it be natural? And um, the people and some scientists have claimed that the missing skin and muscle was the result of scavengers like vultures and even possibly ants. I don't know how much I buy it because it was supposedly done with precision by the earlier account. I don't see ants and vultures being very precise in the way that they're, you know, take stuff away. But I could be wrong. I'm not a scientist. But uh, uh, they also claim that the, the reason that there was no blood um, was because it had dried and that those discolorations in the ground, the, like what they described as possibly scorch marks, was actually dried pool of blood. Again, don't know how accurate, just this is what some people claim. And, uh, and also, a local vet claimed he examined the rain, remains of Snippy a few weeks afterwards and that Snippy actually had died from an infection, an infection that was caused by um, being shot. He's, he claims, and I don't, there's not 100% proof of this, he claims to, that he had found two small caliber bullets in the horse's flank. But again, it's never been 100% verified. So this is essentially the story of Snippy. What do you think? So... Okay, I have I have a lot, and I have okay, to like unpack it. Okay, oh. so let me just I want to reiterate that I was I have these facts correct. So first of all, Snippy went missing, and it was essentially the next day or the same day that evening, or whatever, that he was found. Correct. Two days later. Two days later. Yep. Yeah. Now I don't know. Again, I'm not a scientist either, but I feel like uh, scavengers and ants can't, in two days, completely undo yeah, an entire horse's head and neck and then yeah. also have time for it to be sunbleached. Yeah, good point. Okay, so a couple other things that I just want to make sure that I'm getting yeah. right. So you said there were there were scorch marks or, or burn marks. That's Around, according to correct? the account. Yes. Yes. Uh, radiation. Uh, yeah. Some accounts. Yep. Supposedly. Um, a sweet smell and no blood. Correct. Yes. A okay. sickly sweet smell. So a sickly sweet smell. Yeah. Okay. So and <laughs> I know I make this leap and I, and I, I almost hate to make this leap, but uh, between the radiation, the lack of blood, the clean, precise, it's okay. I'm gonna say it. It's, it feels, it feels Wendigo, and I know I talked about them earlier. But um, so one thing, one more about a Wendigo that people don't often hear about it because it's not as often. It, but it's that a Wendigo's urine, sweat, and feces uh, all are thought to have a sweet smell to it, like Ooh, an extremely sweet smell to it. Yes. So it's thought that because supposedly again in some lores that a wendigo's preferred food is uh what would be called a sweet meat which are children and babies oh, and okay. younger yeah so obviously um this horse wasn't necessarily young but it doesn't mean whatever it 
eight prior yeah. wasn't. And then you have the six, was it six indents around it? Yeah. Is, um, so there's, they're thought to have almost a talon in the backs of their legs yeah. and a lot of the, on a lot of the lower backs of their feet. Sorry. Um, okay. That would make sense if they were almost kind of circling it. And then you add the burn marks and obviously Wendigos leave, have that, mm-hmm. that scorched flesh and the, the burning mm-hmm. um, that would leave burn marks. There would be no blood because there's never any blood when it's a Wendigo attack because they drink it or, or what have you. And then, yeah, just the all around, just all around precision and, and just depth of it really I mean, I don't feel like it's UFO because I feel like if it was UFO or alien related, I'd almost feel like it was, it would be not just the head. Yeah. I, um, okay. So I'm with you on this and I think I, 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 I go with you on all of them, but uh, of when, of your Wendigo ones, I think this is probably the strongest case that it, of it being like, me saying some one thing and then you bring in the Wendigo thing. I I would because there there there's stuff I didn't know like the talons, the sweet meat. You know what I mean? The the mm-hmm. sweet smell. I mean that that's that's a lot of similarities right there. And yeah, that, that's what did bother me about that whole alien thing was they left the it was they just took like the the skin and muscle. Why would an alien be interested in just the skin and muscle of a horse? And not the brain, you know what I mean? Leave the brain and leave yeah. all these other organs. And that that <clears throat> that's what did bother me a little about the whole the whole alien, you know, aspect to it. Because it just yeah. it just seemed it seemed weird and like to our knowledge or like what we like to think of aliens, they're not like humans where they're just going out and killing something to kill it or something, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're doing it for studies or whatever. So I love it. I, 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 I can totally go with you on this Wendigo thing because there's just so many, like you said, there's just so many, so many, these, th- these lesser known things that I didn't know. Um, but yeah, now my question for that now would normally though, a Wendigo consume the whole thing. So that's, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. And, and yes, absolutely. In most cases. So that's why I was saying okay. this time, if you really think about it, like it wasn't killed for food. Why would you just take the, that's not the part you're going to eat. That's not the part mm-hmm. anything's going to eat. They're going to eat the flesh uh, of the, the body, the legs, the, yeah. well, not the legs, but the thighs and whatnot. So when you talk about, and again, I'm, I might be going far fetched. So stop, stop me if you'd like. Um, but the, the indents going, you said around it, yeah, yeah. almost felt offensive. Oh, as okay. maybe, maybe it it had to stop it for from something, or it was getting in its way, or it was being attacked, or it was, mm-hmm. or whatnot. And it's because when a Wendigo does attack, they don't they don't typically leave that much left. But what they do leave is is left with precision and it's left with like near surgical precision and a lot of in a lot of lore and a lot of claims it's left is left with surgical precision if there's anything left at all mm-hmm. it would typically eat like if it were going to attack a livestock or something like that there really wouldn't be much of anything left but what is left it's it's clean so i feel like just the the what is possibly again like we said that the talons surrounding it 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 really genuinely feels almost like a like a struggle or or something like that because i i don't i can't think of a reason other than that that it would have wanted to kill something like that because it doesn't it doesn't typically go after horses it's not you know and i know a lot of times a wendigo will it said that a wendigo will disguise itself in other ways and it's obviously wendigo is a cursed human that eventually forms into this this demonic evil looking creature but it's in some wars it is said to 
yeah, disguise itself in other ways. Maybe, hmm. I mean, a mask. I don't. I I can't. Obviously, yeah, that's like super out there. But it's well. It was funny after right after I I got the question too. I was thinking that like was he taking the skin for whatever himself something like that. So that my mind you went there and that no that make makes a hundred. I, I I was just questioning because I you know you you are the wendigo expert i i i love them but i don't know as much as you do and and but i i'm buying it and i like i like it i like the wendigo a lot better than alien i like it makes more sense to me it it um it feels more complete you know the story it just it it like it ties it ties together better because it just i had issues with the 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 alien aspect to it but um I can definitely go with the Wendigo. Very cool. I love it. And uh, yeah, yeah, maybe two cryptids this episode. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, no, I, I can, I can totally buy. It. Like I said, I think that was your strongest case for, and the other ones were strong, but I think because yeah. of all the similarities, this was the strongest case for it actually being a Wendigo. I can the buy it. The sweet smell put me over the edge. The sweet smell, absolutely, because that's not something that is a a common thing talked about mm-hmm. in supposed wendigo encounters and it's yeah no definitely two cryptids this one and i and i love it because obviously wendigo is one of my favorites so it works love it wait all right you got anything else for me today that is it all right folks thank you for joining us tune in next time when we set up camp in florida until then happy camping Thanks, guys. Bye. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scare your pants off nine at gmail see you next time